every order I placed in Little Rock has been 20, 30 minutes longer than what the estimate was because the Dasher is always completing another order. And this time, they're on the north side of the river. They're not even on the same side of the river. Did you did you finish Wordle yet? No, I'll finish it later. Do you want me to do it now? No, I don't know what it is, so I'm not gonna finish What's it. The, right what now. is the clue? I don't have a clue now. I fake. I am um, now. I gotta do Wordle. Oh, what's a Wordle? I don't. Is know. that a Pokemon? The game she plays. Oh, where they... I thought that was a special Pokemon. No, but it that, might be. That's but... Squirtle. Squirtle. Yeah, that's Squirtle. Yeah. Whatever you're ready, babe. I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three. Are you going to be in your mic like that? No. <laughs> okay. Just want to check so I know where to set the no, levels. I'm good. Can you hear me? Am I good? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And we're live with Paranormal Dash Spirits. This is where we come to get our booze on. We talk about the booze, all the things that go bump in the night, and I get to do that with my favorite booze. I'm Mike Black. It's my wife, Alyssa Black. Hello. My best friend, John Burkett. Hello. I was going to say hello in Gaelic, but now I've already forgotten now. Isn't it hello? It, that, hello? It, yeah, it's all, you yeah. can say it, Gia Glitch. Gia Glitch. Gia Glitch. Gia Glitch. Okay. Got to you. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Did I say that because? Because <laughs> of what we're drinking? Yeah. Cool. Irish. Okay, so the um, we've got a really interesting story tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about the Alaska Triangle. Chilling story. See what I did there? Chilling story. Because <laughs> it's cold. Because it's cold in Alaska. So we're going to talk about the Alaska Triangle. And the Alaska Triangle, everybody knows about the Bermuda Triangle, but the Alaska Triangle has everything. It has spies and CIA and Sasquatch and I always mess this word up, but it's uh, Katushka. Otterman. Yeah. And they have vortexes and they have flying saucers and they have abductions they have all kinds of missing people and planes Big dropping foot. out of the skies. Sasquatch, of course. Oh, you said uh, that. I did. It's there. But before we do get into all of that, I want to tell you about all the places that you can come see us uh, on the webs. Uh, we've got uh, our YouTube channel, and that's 3B Paranormal Spirits. <laughs> we've got our Facebook, which is Booze with Benefits. We've got Instagram, which our Instagram is not paranormal sounding yet because I have to change the name somehow. It's MWBlack1966, but there are links uh, in several different places if you go to Booze with Benefits or to our YouTube channel. Um, also, Twitter is MWBlack1966. Uh, we have a website. Our website is paranormal-spirits.com. And if you go there, you can see all of our cool merch <laughs> that we have um, that we laid out. And there's a link in there for Boozy's Boutique. And that's where all our merch is. Is that Boutique? Like B-O-O-T? B-O-O-T-I-Q-U-E. Boutique. 
How cute. Isn't that cute? I thought that was cute. <laughs> so. But first, B-O-O-Z-E. But first, B-O-O-Z-E. John, what are we drinking tonight? It looks like Jameson Black Barrel. Tell us about it. Old knower of liquors. <laughs> it is so delicious. I must admit, this is not the first time yeah, we have not partaken. The legacy of charring barrels before filling. So I guess they're using barrels in the same way that bourbon is, has a char inside of it. The rest of it I can't read because it, it's, it's like ghosted tiny. text and it's tiny. Would you like me to read it? There you go. Hey, there you go. Pull it up on the interwebs because they've put it in gray font on a black Well, I was saying that with my young camera. eyes, I could probably read uh, it better than you two you old folks. <clears throat> Did we just get called old? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh. Getting you back for the college joke. <laughs> Black Barrel features charred and double-charred bourbon barrels that deliver unique spiciness, vanilla sweetness, and nutty notes. Everyone's probably very familiar with Jameson, your typical Irish whiskey, the normal Jameson. That's not this deep of an amber color. It's much more straw-colored. It is, and it is a very good additive to margaritas, if you've never tried that, in addition to tequila. Put it's some a good Jameson to a salt glass, to, to a shot glass, too. I was gonna say Jameson <laughs> goes pretty good it in is. a glass just by itself. But this one though has its own. This is a great sipping version. I don't know. I can't sip regular Jameson. I think you two probably can, can but yeah. oh, definitely, well, I'm yeah, just it, not. It's like water. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, okay. Which is what it's not water the word for me comes from. From oh, yes. really from the Gaelic. Uh, water, I did not know water that. of life. Yeah. So the Black Barrel is aged up to 16 years in double-charred barrels, making it a full-strength whiskey bursting with aromas of toffee and fudge, complemented by a spicy character and a rich vanilla finish. I'm going to be real honest. I didn't get any toffee or fudge out of that. but No, I see that. Black Barrel has a much it's higher also... amount of single-pot whiskey blended with a small-batch grain whiskey. Mm. That's what makes it different from your regular Jameson. That and the charred, charred barrels instead of new oak. Right. Yes. All right. It's perfect. I'm getting anxious. It does have a bourbony scent to it. It's so. It delicious. does a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slancha. Slancha. That is a much richer, complex flavor than regular Jameson. To me, it just goes down so much better. It's smoother. Than regular. Yes. Mm-hmm. Regular to me, For it's me. like... It's really oh, yeah, dangerous it's... because it goes down so easy. This has a little more full body to it. It, it is. It's like more a, of a... be great for someone who's never had Irish whiskey before and they've oh, only yeah. had bourbon. This is a great transitional. Yes. It really is. Because it's not as... I don't. There's something about Jameson. It's uh, regular Jameson. It's um, it's thinner. It's just. It is. It's it not is. as thick and syrup. This is kind of syrupy compared to regular Jameson, but not in a bad way. I agree. That's what makes regular Jameson such an easy shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You could shoot it definitely more, oh, yeah. more than sipping. But like I said, it's a great additive to a margarita too. But this is so good. So yeah. John, where are definitely you with um, with Jameson Black Barrel? I like it. It's up there with the... Uh, better than Jameson? 
Yeah, I mean, it has more flavor than regular Jameson. I think it depends on what you're wanting. I'm with you. I, I agree. I like it better than Jameson. I, I really like Jameson. Don't get me wrong. It's about $15 a bottle more than Jameson, though. Yeah. Than regular. Oh, is it? Can't remember. What's the price point on that? What, look, everybody's oh, still in my line. What is you, the price point not, on this? You need I'm to sorry. Be on it. <laughs> I, 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 I was really just trying to think about another way to describe the, the flavor, and then y'all just stole it. You, you're stealing my thunder. You're stealing her price point line. What's the price point on this, gentlemen? I believe I paid around $45. Yeah, so regular is 31 down here at this liquor store for a regular Jameson. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. So it's like $45 for a 750 Yeah, it looks like it's running about 40 to 45 depending on what you're looking at. And it only comes in one size, is that correct? As far as I know, yes. Okay. You can't buy the big old uh, grip of it like you can. can't, yeah, you can't I, buy a handle. A handle? No, I don't <laughs> believe you can. But okay. I'm uh, I'm thumbs up. Your thumbs up? Mm-hmm. I know Absolutely. You are. <laughs> I this know is. You are. I mean, we've. How do you feel about this compared to the Bushmills Prohibition, the Peaky Blinders Bushmills, which was really good? We'll have to sample that on a show, won't we? Yeah, I'll hold I'll hold judgment until we uh till we till we actually bring it onto the show and, and talk about it there. How's that sound? Fair enough? How about compared to Green Spot? I like it better than Green Spot. How about uh what did we have? A Tamdu. It's not as good as Tamdu. No, I don't think it's as good no. as Tamdu. There's no grain alcohol in Tamdu. But we're talking about two different things though, right? I mean or is it? The Tamdu almost cost about twice as much as that. Right. But what is its classification? It's Tamdu? a Tamdu scotch. 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 It's a scotch it's versus a an no gray, Irish whiskey. There's no green alcohol in that. And they even said. Yeah. It, yeah. Right. It said there was alcohol in there. Okay. But for the price point and everything, I think it's definitely, it's really good. There, it's either a wolf howling at the door or our dog is at the door. Winston. And I, I can't leave him out there because he'll howl the whole Hang time. On. So John's going to do the I'll do the, honor. <laughs> do the I think he more yipped than he actually howled. It, Come on, buddy. Come on, Winston. <laughs> it's okay, bud. I'll make sure. Now that you've been properly introduced, I'll I'll make sure I throw your picture up there, Winston. We can put him in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. Say that's hi. enough. Okay, you can go now. Thanks, Say Winston. <laughs> Bye, see you later. Bye-bye. You're not funny. Get down. He says Fifi got to be on briefly yeah, in an episode. He did. She did. I think he was actually in my lap that time, too. All righty. <laughs> All righty. Let's go ahead and get started on our story since we've introduced Winston now. <laughs> the Alaskan Triangle. The Alaskan Triangle. And the Alaskan Triangle runs from Juneau to Barrow to Anchorage and then back to Juneau to make it a complete triangle not just a an open is that an isosceles i don't oh and we're gonna pull out some geometry you know actually i believe it is uh i don't even know what that is actually i believe it's an (laughs) obtuse triangle it's how do you like that (laughs) is an isosceles where the two sides are equal or is it where none of the sides are equal Math was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a that was a long time. It was like tenth grade. Mm-hmm. Where's my my sister's a math major? We need to choose a math teacher. She'd be so. Yeah, yep, I, I was right. 
has oh. at least two equal sides. Yes. Oh, that's isosceles. See? Oh, so like a right angle is, would be a, a type of isosceles triangle. Still working. And that's this, your geometry today. lesson for today. Okay. <laughs> so this is a very interesting place because there's so much that goes on here. There's like, I mean, like I spoke at the at the very first of the episode. There's you've got Sasquatch, you've got Katushka. Um in Alaska. In Alaska. As a whole. And in the triangle. Oh. You have this. You have planes disappearing. You have I think it's twice the amount uh of the national average of disappearances and even more than that of people that are that are never found. Um That makes sense considering the vast the vast, vast terrain wilderness here. But talking. as we'll get into in the story, there's a lot of other things that could come into play uh, because these are, you know, some of the people that, that disappear uh, should not have disappeared. Let's talk about experienced hikers, people that live there. It's not talking about some tourists from Texas going up there and getting eaten by a polar bear, you know. That'd be me. Yeah. I don't know about polar me. bears, but. So one of the, the big things that happened there was the disappearance of a Douglas C-54 um, and that was in 1950. Now, the disappearance of the Douglas C-54 is one of the notable incidents that have added to the mysterious reputation of the Alaska Triangle. It took place in 1950. It was a military aircraft uh, called a Skymaster. That was a nickname for it. Vanished without a trace while on a flight from Anchorage to Montana. On November 30th, 1950, the C-54 departed from Anchorage with a crew of 44 people on board. The plane was part of the United States Air Force Military Air Transport Service and was carrying both military and uh, civilian personnel. Flight was routine. Everything seemed normal until communication suddenly ceased and the aircraft disappeared from radar, much like the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, a massive search and rescue operation was launched to locate the missing plane, all to no avail, no wreckage, no survivors, uh, extensive search that went on for a, a good while. We're talking a military aircraft. They spent some time on it. Um, the disappearance of the Douglas C-54 is particularly puzzling due to the lack of distress signals or communicating uh, communication indicating trouble on board. Uh, weather conditions at the time were reportedly clear, adding to also to the mystery. You know, sometimes planes will go down with when there's icing on the wings and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Well, it didn't, that didn't happen. Um, there was no debris, no wreckage, no nothing. This thing just vanished into to thin air. And that same year, right about that same time, there was a TBM Avenger, um, which is another uh, military-type uh, aircraft that went missing. And this occurred in Alaska Triangle, and it was in 1950. I'm not sure on the actual date. I didn't, I didn't dig that deep. But the Avenger aircraft uh, vanished during a training flight. The TBM Avenger was a torpedo bomber. I was about to say that sounds very familiar to me from uh, World War II stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a torpedo bomber that they yeah, used in World War II. Usually from carriers. It's a naval. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. Uh, it was also used in post-war periods. Uh, on the day of the disappearance, the aircraft was conducting a routine training mission in the vicinity of, a, of the Alaska Triangle. 
The TBM Avenger was carrying a crew of three members, including a pilot, radio man, and turret gunner. During the flight, uh, contact with the aircraft was suddenly lost, uh, just like the, the C-54, and it never returned to its designated location. Search and rescue operations were launched promptly, but despite extensive efforts, no traces of the missing aircraft or its crew were ever discovered. I would like to point out, and I knew this Flight 19, the famous disappearance in the Bermuda Triangle, was, a, was also a TBM Avengers. Oh, was it really? Yeah. The, uh, uh, where we go? No traces of the missing aircraft crew were ever discovered. The disappearance of the TBM Avenger mirrored the mysterious nature of other incidents within the Alaska Triangle. The sudden vanishing of the aircraft without any apparent distress signals or communication has fueled speculation and theories surrounding the region's mysteries. Then you move up into 1972. And that was Boggs and Bagic in October of 72. As a majority leader, Boggs often campaigned for others, including Representative Nick, Nick Bagic of Alaska. On October 16, 1972, Boggs was aboard a twin-engine Cessna 310 uh, with a Representative Bagic who was facing a possible tight race in November of 72, a general election against Republican candidate Don Young when it disappeared during a flight from Anchorage to Juneau. Also on board were Bagot's aides, uh, Russell Brown and the pilot Don Jones. The four were heading to a campaign fundraiser for Bagot. Uh, now, as you can imagine, if you're talking about uh, representatives from the government flying over, then they had this, this huge search, which included uh, U.S. Coast Guard, the Navy, Army, Air Force, Civil Air Patrol, civilian fixed-wing aircraft, and helicopters that all looked for them. And not to mention ground forces that were, were looking for them as well. And the, this went on for uh, 39 days that they looked for these people. And they oh, found... They oh, yeah. But they found nothing. I mean, no wreckage... Uh, the Cessna was required to carry an emergency locator transmitter or an ELT per Alaska state law and federal law. Uh, no emergency transmission signal signal was determined to be from the plane was heard during any of the searches. Uh, on November 24th, 1972, uh, the search was suspended after 39 days. Neither the wreckage of the plane nor the pilot's passenger's remains were ever found. So it just, again, this is another one that just disappeared into thin air and very famous case. The, um, <clears throat> so when it gets down to missing persons, the Alaska Triangle has gained notoriety for its high number of missing persons over the years. The cases involve individuals who have mysteriously vanished within the region, leaving behind unanswered questions and adding to the mystique surrounding the area. The missing pers person cases within the Alaska Triangle encompass a wide range of scenarios and circumstances. They involve hikers, hunters, pilots, adventurers, and even experienced outdoor enthusiasts who seemingly disappear without a trace. Uh, this disappearance occurs across varying dates and individuals involved uh, span many different periods. By the numbers, it seems uh, something more interesting might be at play considering since 
1988, there had been 16,000 people disappear in the Alaskan Triangle. And that's a lot. I mean, I don't care who you are. 16,000 people people have disappeared in the Alaskan Triangle since since 1988. Those bears are full. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's like 35 years. Yeah. Yeah. The rate per 1,000 people is more than twice the national missing persons average, and the rate of people who are never found is even higher. The numbers imply that something else is going on there other than merely, quote, and this is quoted, getting lost in the mountains. You're talking 16,000 people. That's, I think the national average is, I'll, I'll start lying, but I know it's, it's something like four out of every thousand people in Alaska go missing. So, I mean, and that's crazy. Uh, And what makes these cases particularly puzzling is the lack of tangible evidence or clues regarding the fate of the missing individuals. In some instances, personal belongings or equipment may be found, but the individuals themselves remain elusive. Search and rescue operations are often launched involving extensive efforts from local authorities, volunteers, specialized teams, but the outcomes are often uh, inconclusive. And the wilderness of the Alaska Triangle represents a unique challenge in its search because of the, all the mountains, uh, the ice, the snow, the remote areas, the dense forests. All these things come into play, but still, there's, it's like they're just gone, you know. And a lot of times, you know, if somebody's if if a bear gets a hold of somebody, they'll find them, and you know, the bear, there'll be remains, you know, where. There's something left over, and like you know, grizzly man, huh? Like grizzly man and his girlfriend. Yeah, There's exactly. A tent and a few okay, bones so, and right, and that's what happens when a grizzly <clears throat> attacks, you know. But whatever's getting a hold of these people or whatever's happening to them, they're just they're gone. They're just up and gone. Interesting. So. That's one of the, the things that make the, the triangle so interesting. And now we move to one of my my favorite parts of this. Yeah, that's what's crazy. I was just looking because you were talking about I didn't you didn't want to misquote, you mm-hmm. know. It was saying Alaska happens to be the third least populated state. Right. And the rate of pe- missing people, which is 41 people in every 100,000 residents. So it's nearly three times as high as any other state, but it's the third least populated. What is the most least populated state? I would have thought it would have been the most. I would Considering have was... the vast areas where no one lives. like I would think it'd be Alaskan. Like if not Montana. Alaska, it'd be like something like Montana miles. or something or Wyoming. Most populated or... state in the U.S. I'm going to go with Montana. That's very popular nowadays. Uh, yeah, Bozeman is, but what about oh, the rest of it? Park it's, City. Oh, oh, park, uh, I need state. Ever since the Yellowstone show, there's yeah, everybody everybody's was... <laughs> moving to Montana. Montana. Really? Hey. That's Montana. why. I don't blame them. That's the least populated place. That's where I want to live. Yeah. It's so, but people go to escape to Alaska, not Montana. So here's It'll, here's where it gets into the weird and creepy for... I'm sorry. It's not Montana. It's Wyoming. I apologize. What did I say? Montana or Wyoming? Yeah, it's Wyoming. Okay. 
So here's where we get into the weird and creepy and wild part of the Alaskan Triangle. If you've ever heard of Stargate, and I don't mean <laughs> the movie, which I thought the movie was great. The series was decent. Uh, I like both. The Did you like both? I like the film, and then I'm a pretty avid fan of the series. Okay. And Stargate Atlantis. Okay. But not Stargate Universe. It sucked. So have you ever heard of Project Stargate? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Project Stargate was started in 1978 in Fort Meade, Maryland, and it was a collaboration between the United States Army and SRI. Now, SRI was the Stanford Research Institute, and what they did, they joined forces uh, to develop a team of people that could sense, see, experience things in a non-temporal space or in a very less fancy way of saying it they could remote view uh, and remote viewing has been around forever and ever and ever very similar to scrying so anytime you see the 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 uh, the wizard that had the crystal ball or you saw the like the uh, the gypsy woman that had the the crystal ball and she could see the future and she could see stuff that scrying is that or remote viewing is actually, I guess a pretty close to a form of scrying. Whereas scrying is not as concentrated and focused as remote viewing is. So the Russians had started doing this, or at least we had uh, information that the Russians were developing these remote viewers as psychic spies. So we had to do the same thing. We had to develop something that would uh, allow us to see things out of temporal space. So hence Project Stargate. So there was a policeman named Patrick Price. Uh, He worked for the Burbank Police Department. And it just so happened that he could remote view. And he was evidently very talented at it. My ears are hot for you to have to like whip this up. <laughs> My ears are sweating like crazy. So, so he was <laughs> John sweaty ears. So he was very talented at his remote viewing, and um, he got hooked up with SRI, and then by virtue of being with SRI, the CIA ends up recruiting Patrick Price to go to work for him. So Patrick Price goes to work for the CIA as a remote viewer for Project Stargate. While he's doing one of the first things he did, one of his first assignments he was given, he was supposed to focus in on a nuclear facility uh, in Russia. And he drew this out in remote viewing. When you focus in on a target, you draw it out on paper so he drew out this gantry crane this one of the uh gantry crane i'll put a picture of one up yeah but it's one of those cranes that like uh would go over a rail oh, track okay. or you'd seen a shipyard where you've got yeah, yeah, two yeah. ends and they pick up and mm-hmm. yeah they pick up a gantry crane i didn't okay. know what that was called it just, i didn't either till shipyard things a couple of days ago Ship, when i was reading about this yard things one of those shipyard lifty like thingies <laughs> A crane? Also known as a gantry crane. <laughs> I didn't know about the gantry part, but I was going to go with crane. 
Well, lift, yeah. lifty thing. A shipyard lifty thing. Shipyard <laughs> the totally magnet, like yeah. in was well, it cars. It, that it they... lifts like it reaches down like this over. A, it spans an area. Yeah. Yes. Supports and then on those the span things are on rollers that can move back and forth. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, gotcha. Patrick Price saw this and drew it out. This was his first assignment, and I mean, he absolutely nailed it. When they they held up the picture of what he drew or the the drawing against the picture because they had a secret picture that somebody had snuck in and got. I mean, it was like dot for dot, you know. I mean, he nailed it. So this guy, evidently, and uh, somebody was quoted that worked with him, said he was scary good. Deadly accurate was one of the other words or other terms that they used for this guy. Well, he was on task one day, and so as he's looking for a target, he gets an attractor. An attractor for a remote viewer is something that pulls the person off target by either being, you know, maybe there's an explosion going off and that draws them in, or um, there's something that's, for whatever reason, is more interesting. So as he's on this target, um, he gets pulled over by an attractor and he gets pulled to Mount Hayes. So guess where Mount Hayes is? Alaska. Alaska. Uh, you're so right. It is right smack dab in the middle of the Alaskan Triangle. And so he gets pulled to Mount Hayes and he's remote viewing Mount Hayes. And up on top of it, he sees this device with these cables running off of it and into the mountain. Crane? No. He sees a device, not a gantry crane. He thinks it has something to do with, uh, like, uh, atmospheric uh, testing or something like that. That's what he feels from the remote viewing, that it's this atmospheric testing device and the cables are run into the mountain. So he was like, well, this is really weird. You know why? <laughs> we don't have anything there, you know. So he does another remote viewing, goes inside the mountain with his remote viewing, and this is when it gets really crazy. Says so he viewed down inside the mountain and saw aliens, computers, tubes for travel, and advanced humanoid creatures working alongside the military while he's in doing his remote viewing. So this is what he's seeing. He's seeing this subterranean place with computers and everything else and these people are working side by side um anyway he gave his account to his uh controller because whenever you're remote viewing you have the, the viewer and the controller that work together and the controller is kind of like it sets there and is writing down the stuff that he says you know and guiding him as he's doing it um anyway he tells this and if you want to read it, the actual uh, Patrick Price's account of what he saw while he was remote viewing on Mount Hayes uh, installation was mentioned in CIA documents that were declassified in 1995. So you can actually go and, and see those documents where he, he talks about Mount Hayes. And, but anyway, at the time, uh, Pat felt as if he might have seen something he wasn't supposed to. And 
the he said he got this really odd, weird feeling about it. And so he told one of his buddies, one of his colleagues, he said, hey, if, if anything happens to me, because he was coming to meet him in Vegas, and he had been called away to Washington, D.C. He was in, on that day, he was in Washington, D.C. and Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, and then flew into Vegas. And he told his buddy, hey, I, he said, I've got paperwork with me, documentation. He says, if anything happens to me, you get, you get to that before the police scoop it up. He said, and you take it to um, Harold Putoff. And don't put it off. Yeah, don't put it off. Take that <laughs> paper to him. It, he was a parapsychologist and an engineer. Um, anyway, Pat had been in, in meetings in Salt Lake, Washington, D.C. This was on July 13, 1975. And uh, I'm sorry, 78. Price arrived in Vegas about 4.30 or 5 in the afternoon was picked up at the airport by his friends uh, and his friend's wife. From there, they went to the Stardust Hotel to register. On the way to the registration desk, he's walking along, walking up to the desk, and a man bumps into him. When he bumps into him, he feels a sharp pain in the back of his leg. The old dallium pellet jab. Do you remember this with the had it in an umbrella? An umbrella yeah, that's what the, spy the, stuff. the Russians used to do that. They still do. Yeah. They just killed somebody a few years ago in London with that. So feels a jab in the back of his leg. Uh sharp pain. Anyway, um once he gets registered, he didn't even think anything about it at the time, but once he registered for his uh, his room he went and had dinner with his friends and in quotes it said, Pat began to feel lousy and announced he was going to go hit the sack early. So he went and laid down in bed. Uh, at about 5 o'clock on July 14th, that's 5 o'clock a.m., Price called his friend uh, on the hotel room, a telephone, asked him to come to his room. His friend and his wife were in a room two doors down. He comes down there. Pat was awake and had been in pain all night and was having trouble breathing. Uh, Pat convulsed after his friend got there. CPR was attempted several times. Actually, it was four. And he died that morning. Now, I didn't go into all the the, the descriptors of it, but it's pretty horrible because he, um, they, they called it an arc, his reverse arc. I've seen people do it like when I was working in the hospital, but their back bends like that. Oh, like in demon head... movies where they turn back and they climb up the walls. And no one backwards. climbed up any walls. <laughs> his head like went back in his... the ring. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, like he didn't spiders. climb up the walls. But he arced in such a way that the only thing touching was his head and his feet. It's actually it's sinister. The boy does it. But it's an actual medical thing that happens to him, but it have you seen Sinister? I uh, don't remember you that. A, okay. Go reverse arc. Go watch Sinister. So, or in The Exorcist when Linda Blair is on her back and crawls down backwards. But that's only in the unedited editor's version. What's the significance of the arc? Are you trying to draw me back on target? <laughs> I'd like to know where we're I, going with it. Well, I got sidetracked with all the... I know. Come back. <laughs> okay, I'm Come back. back. Come back. 
Come we're back, back over here. Come I feel like I'm in a Shane movie. <laughs> I feel like I'm Shane. just curious, like from a medical standpoint. So, I don't know, but he was convulsing. And you've seen in the hospital when you're working there, somebody has a seizure and they stiffen up. Well, right. he stiffened up his back. Said that he had been hurting, and I didn't write all this down, but it said it had been hurting in his back and his shoulders really tight and his belly felt bad. His arms felt fine. His legs felt fine. Usually the old Bulgarian umbrella pellet is thallium and it's radiation poisoning. But how quick is that? Pretty I get, quick. assume pretty it's quick. Extremely. It's faster than overnight though. Because this dude's overnight. He but went to bed and woke up. It takes a day or two. Did it? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't. Well, he got him that night and he died the next morning. So it's pretty quick. Yeah. Let me guess. Whatever he got him with. There was no autopsy. Uh, no, there was not. Uh, CPR was attempted several times. He died. He was taken to the hospital, pronounced dead, and immediately cremated before even notifying his wife. And he's even out of town. He doesn't live in Vegas. He's in Vegas for a conference. Correct. So, and so she just doesn't, did they call and tell him her, her wife, his wife, think her husband died? After, near Vegas is Area 51. Yeah, after the fact, she found out. Oh, and but, by the way, we already cremated him. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh my God, that's awful. No, I mean, all, and there was no autopsy. You can come get his you ashes. You can come get his ashes. So I've seen something, and I don't remember what it was, but I watched something very fascinating where they talked about this thing with Mount Hayes and the alien mm-hmm. base, and people actually went there. Mm-hmm. And they found some evidence there was a military installation in the area. Oh, really? But no aliens or anything. But they did find evidence of underground places and so and old fences, old military mm-hmm. fences. So it goes on to say that so his friend was on the task of he gathered up the paperwork before the, the cops got it. And he was taking it to help Putoff. And as they're and he's trying to tell Hal what happened. Open the bay doors, Hal. Yeah. No, he keeps, Hal keeps shutting him down. He says, we can talk about it later. We can talk about it later. Can't do that, Dave. We can talk about it later. But he kept, he kept shutting him down. He said, kept telling him, wait till we get to my house before we talk about it. So. In case it was bugged. I don't know, but maybe he felt like his car could have been bugged or something like that. But anyway. Uh, he probably has a skiff at his house, so he can, yeah. A skiff, secure like a little boat. Communicate? No, a skiff is like the 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 secure room that there's no radio like, transmissions in uh, or out. Like, no a, like a Faraday cage, kind of. <laughs> okay. So okay, you're probably in a skiff. We kind of like zing zing zing. Okay, so homie went to Las Vegas for a meeting. Went to Las he Vegas. He told his other buddy, "Hey, if something happens to me, get the papers," mm-hmm. and that's. Hal? No. No. He's supposed to take the paperwork to Hal. Take the paperwork to Hal. Yes. So they said, we're not going to talk about it. He gets he gets the paperwork and he meets with Hal. They're on the way back to Hal's house. Okay. In Vegas. In Vegas. And, well, I don't know that the house was in Vegas. Okay. Any, but I know Henderson. that. Yeah. Wherever. But while trying to get the paperwork to Hal, he kept trying to tell him and he kept saying, wait till we get to my house. We, we don't need to talk about it now. They notice that they're being followed by a 
<laughs> a white van. With no windows. With no windows. Just a plain white. Body snatchers. Body snatching van. And so on their trip back to Hal's house, they have to stop and. No, they don't. They have to stop and go get something to eat or go to the bathroom or. Never get out of the car when the body snatchers are following well, you. They, it wasn't always there. They'd see it, and then it would go away. And they'd see it, oh, okay. and it would go away. So when they stopped, the car was broken into, and guess what happened to all the paperwork? It, was it disappeared. It disappeared. They didn't take it to the toilet with them? I, I don't know how much paperwork it was. Maybe it was... You, you carry know, those, that stuff around. You know, those legal boxes that you... You know, big box. I don't know how much there was. Look, Paul already died, all right? He's already been cremated Pat. for... Pat, excuse me. Pat's dead. And now they didn't take his paperwork. So, okay. So then what happens? So, that's in the story. Instead of going to Vegas, losing all your money, goes to Vegas, loses his life. Doesn't come back broke. And then Hal and Dave are... Evidently, this guy was the bomb when it comes to Well, he didn't see that coming, did he? Well, <laughs> remote view down to Vegas. Remote viewing is not seeing into the future. It's not psychic work. It's not having premonitions. So you don't see three seconds ahead like Nick Cage. No. So anyway, that's that's the end of the story. But I so mean, we have no idea what the paperwork said. But this is this now, was you can't go read the CIA documents that have been, I'm sure, redacted all to hell. Um that were released in 95 where it says that he saw this thing in uh, at Mount Hayes. That's so just pages, pages of blacked out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, by, by the left. way, SCIF is a sensitive compartmented information facility. Ultra secure room where officials and government contractors take extraordinary precautions to review highly classified material. But you can also create your own in your home. Oh yeah. yeah, like a panic room. Well, ish. You're gonna I mean, build like a Faraday cage, take soda, radio signals, no, uh, nothing can get through, so you can talk about secure things, and you leave cell phones outside. Yeah. Lots of super paranoid people with tinfoil hats have homemade skips. Thick, thick metal walls and. So there's aliens in the Alaskan Triangle, and that's why these people are disappearing, and all of this. I did not say that. I'm asking. Did not say that. I didn't say you were. Well, okay, here's the thing. I've seen flying saucers. Right. Okay. Um, Pat I'm, Price saw some aliens inside Mount Hayes. Pat Price saw them there. So maybe they're there. I mean, maybe they were there. John said he saw the deal where they went up and they looked at Mount Hayes and they found evidence that somebody had been there. There was a military installation mm-hmm. there. That there's all kinds of... An eyewitness shares startling video evidence of extraterrestrial activity in Fairbanks, Alaska, and a UFO hunter flies over Alaska's highest mountain in Mount Hayes. Yeah, and uh, so, I mean, Alaskan history, ever since we've... Well, ever since we've been here, the, I think the Tinglet, Tinglik, Tinglik, or Eskimos, indigenous people, yeah, I'll, I don't think you're supposed to. Say I'll, I'll put the. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I can't say that anymore. <laughs> They're <laughs> so what do I Native Alaskans. Native Alaskans have been there for Inuits. No, they're Tinglicks. 
Oh, that's a different tribe, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. King Licks. And um, I'll just, I'll put, I'll dub over and put Commander in there. <laughs> so, um, but no, the the Tinglicks have been there for 10,000 years. I think that's what they say. Probably longer than that. I mean, think about That's when, what they know. I when mean, the land bridge mm-hmm. existed was... Uh, they said they've been there at least 10,000 years. Over 12,000 years ago, like... 12, 20,000 years ago when they, when you could actually walk from what is now Russia to Alaska. I think it's interesting when I think about um, the whole Project Stargate thing is that, you know, they say that they shut it down, Project Stargate. They had Project Stargate and they said, oh, it doesn't work, we're shutting it down. The same way <laughs> that they said... Project Blue Book, ah, aliens aren't real, and they shut it down. And now it's... And then we find out in 2017 that they never really shut it down. They just changed, changed the, the name. Changed the name of it, gave them an office in the Pentagon. So... Lou Elizondo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so... And they also contracted, uh, what's his name out at Skinwalker Ranch, back up, the previous owner. Of... I don't... I don't know that the name. Something aerospace uh, starts with a B. Oh, uh, yeah. Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. Bigelow. Bigelow. So yeah. that's what I mean. It's, you know, they say they shut it down, but did they really shut it down? And so, I mean, if you want to go back in history and look at stuff, you can go back. So think about in if you go biblical and you say, okay, in the Bible you had uh, – these different prophets and disciples that had out-of-body experiences where they could go somewhere else and see something at a different time and place. And that's the same exact thing as what remote viewing is. So it's, so it, it's mentioned, remote viewing is actually mentioned in the Bible, if you want to look at it that way. Every king had a wise woman or a wise seer. man, a seer, and people that could see things outside of their temporal space. It's been talked about in legend and in history, people who that use the ability to see outside their temporal space. Pat obviously could do that, and I think Pat saw something. I think that's what exactly what happened. I think Pat saw something he wasn't supposed to see, and I think they offed him for it is what I think. So he should have kept that to himself, what he saw and so this goes back to the Alaskan Triangle, meaning that there's a possibility that all of these things are disappearing because of possibly due to extraterrestrial. I I think that's a possibility when you consider the the number, the profound number since 1988 of 16,000 disappearances. I mean, what better place to nab somebody if you're... <laughs> If you're a an alien, you know. I think they're getting eaten by Otter Man. And I don't know, but. And their aircraft, too. Because, <laughs> I mean, they didn't even find aircraft. Well, once the aircraft crashes, you're at the mercy of the elements. Right. <clears throat> right. I mean, I, I mean, it could be in the ocean. I mean, we're not going to go dig there, in the ocean. Right. There are literally crevasses. Oh, big ice things in the glaciers that go down miles. Yeah. That you could literally put a building in, like a, a skyscraper. In. Right. So to think about a plane falling into it and getting covered up with snow. Right. or Now, what gets me is none of the, the uh, ELTs went off 
there was no communication for these planes uh, in a lot of cases. Directly over Mount Hayes. And- Maybe they flew directly over Mount Hayes and something snatched them out of the air. I don't know. But, you know, there's all of the things that, that happened in the Bermuda Triangle where it's like, what happened? I mean, these these are things that just disappear out of nowhere. What was Amelia. The, Amelia Earhart? Mm-hmm. They found her. Yeah, okay. she was in Pacific yeah. somewhere in the South Pacific. No. Oh. What was it? Atlantic. Yeah. She was. She crossed the Atlantic. Well, where did they find her? I thought she disappeared. It, it was in the Atlantic. It was an island. They found her stuff. Where? She was trying to cross the Atlantic. Well, she had them. She was going the other way. <laughs> she, evidently, she did, too, because she ended up on that island. But um, She's going over the Atlantic. Yeah, I know. You're telling John? Yeah, she was going over the Atlantic. The uh, But she, but, but I think that it's very possible that there could be something there you know, you and I both have seen flying saucers. We know that they that they're mine wasn't a saucer. Mine was a triangle. Triangle, but we know that there are things that fly in the air, and that. Um, but it's interesting. We don't have an explanation for when they kill people to protect these things, and then now and then you wonder why disclosure now is coming slowly. At some point, they have to admit that yeah, we've murdered people to cover this up. Are they are they disclosing? Are they acting like spin doctors? Or is it a false flag operation? We're we talking about are uh, they are they telling the scenario that they want to tell, and and we're just left in the dark? What's it called? Project Blue, Blue, something that, that we're uh, <clears throat> they're going to get us used to seeing, you know, spacecraft, mm-hmm. and then stage a fake alien invasion with those spacecraft that are ours that that's, were reverse engineered from the Roswell and one other of the, crashes of an S4 in Area 51 and that they're going to use those to fake an alien invasion so that they can install one world government. That's one of the, the conspiracy theories right now. The real aliens to be able to, they, they also so that we will fight against the real ones when they come, even though the, when they come, they're going to be friendly because they're going to bring free energy for everyone and they can't have that. Yeah. And they'll be friendly right up until we start, we start, start shooting, shooting at, at them, them because we already think that, see, like a bunch of hillbillies. I have no hat on right now, but when I do, it's lined in aluminum foil. <laughs> Oh, so what do you think, John? Well, I don't know. Look, the thing, the recent, uh, that's where the spy ballooned and all. There was recently stuff shot down over Alaska that got real quiet, real quick. It did, didn't it? It sure did. They shot down the spy balloon, the the Chinese spy balloon. They let it fly all the way over the country and get all the info it wanted, then shot it down. Yeah. But then the same week, there was something that was shot down over Alaska that was a silver cylinder they described it there, as. And then nothing. There is so a much. Week later, nothing. Okay, here's my that. thing. There is so much video out there right now. And that's the thing. Everybody has a cell phone in their pocket and, you know. Well, did you see all the video from 29 Palms from the Marine Base I sent to you? Yes, I did. Triangle? Yeah. So like the one I saw over 29 Palms Marine Corps Base in California. Sat there for 10 minutes. They shot they shot like phosphorus rounds over it and stuff. You can see the round, the, the, the illumination rounds coming out over down over the top of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, I mean, 
which had dozens of Marines out there with their cell phones, like live, for, so they couldn't cover it up. Well, I, I think it's gotten to that point to where everybody's got a YouTube channel and everybody has a, a platform to display the videos that they capture. And, you know, before you could, you could look at somebody and you go, oh, you're just a, you're just a loon, you know, because you think that they're little green men and they're flying saucers. But now everybody's seen one, everybody's seen one or or you've seen video of one. Even the United States government has finally said, yep, there's stuff up there that we don't know what it is. The Tic Tac. Mm -hmm. We don't know what that is. Or that triangle that was over the, the, the ships that are out at sea. That infrared or whatever it was, IR. The IR cameras from the ships off of, uh, uh, what's the island? Mm-hmm. It's the... Uh, Hawaiian? No, no, it's off the coast of California. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's the uh, biggest helicopter rental event of the year. It's oh. the, <laughs> you got to use your, you gotta use your stripper mixer. DJ voice when you do that. God, what the a- biggest. So that's going to drive me nuts now because I, it's, it's we'll look it up after and add it into the video. From my favorite comedy film, Step Brothers. But, well, I can't remember the name of the island. So, like, what? Catalina. It's oh, the Catalina, Catalina oh, okay. and Wine Mixer. <laughs> so, they were off the coast of Catalina Island. That's where that was filmed. Amelia Earhart was never found here. They found her, they found bones that they think were her, but yeah. they never found her plane. Yeah. Where did they find the bones? In, it said it was on, now they found bones in 1940 that people thought were her, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't actually test it until 2018. And it was off of island Nuka Morogo. That's in the Pacific, by the way. How did you know that? Because it sounds like. A remote island in the Western Pacific Ocean yeah. in 1940, but it wasn't until Pacific. 2018. It sounds like a Hawaiian or a Pacific Islander. No, I mean, why would she have been in the Pacific? <clears throat> she abducted by aliens and dropped off in the Pacific? Well, it would have really been crazy if they'd have found the plane in the Alaska Triangle. Or that Bermuda Triangle. Wasn't there a rumor about like Bermuda Triangle or something that that's I knew, what I happened? I knew she went missing in the Pacific. She so, was, she was yeah, she went the wrong the way. South Pacific. She's supposed to be going over the Atlantic. I think she mm-hmm. intended to go over the South Pacific. She completed the Atlantic flight. She did. She was trying a Pacific flight, and that's when she... Wasn't she trying to do, like, oh, okay. yeah, all the way around? Anyway. My bad. Much bigger <laughs> ocean and much more vast. Much. Yes. Yes. So... I... You what? Don't know if it's aliens per se, but obviously something's going down in Alaska. I, I truly think humans, that they're... And they're dying. Yeah, I think there's something that actually goes on in the triangle. Just like in the Bermuda Triangle, I don't know what it is, but I think there's something there. Like a lot of that is to do with the vastness of that area and the remoteness. The fact that it's dark half of the year. That explains the explainable. There's a lot of things trying to kill you there. Yeah. Not just the geography. Right. But also the fauna. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've got grizzly bears. If you go far north enough, you've got polar bears. Right. Which we know what they say. Right. Yeah. If it's white, lights out. Right. It's, if it's, yeah. If it's if it's black, if it's fight black, back. fight back. If it's, if brown, it's brown, lay down. lay down. If it's white, good night. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, also could, the Bigfoots there we know are 
Well, we did. to kill and eat people. Port Chatham, where they ripped them apart. But you know. And they're bigger than lower 48 Bigfoot. Okay. But when Bigfoot ripped them apart, he left pieces. He did. This, whatever's taking these people is not leaving anything. But I I think that a lot of disappearances in national parks, including in Denali and other places in Alaska, Mm -hmm. can be attributed to rogue Bigfoots. And, and and a lot of those people disappear without a trace. They just carry them off to their maybe they have some sort of cave or something, and that's where they eat them, or they adopt them and raise them as their own. Who knows? <laughs> we have extreme steps. weather. You do. You have glaciers, ice, all of this. Then you have half of the year is dark. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful there. I would love to visit, truly, but I'm not trying to get missing <laughs> there are areas in the you northern probably should, you probably shouldn't go <laughs> there are areas in the northern part of that triangle that are that are just glaciers that yeah and there's parts in the middle part that's nothing but tundra for hundreds of miles there's nothing right i mean desolate icy tundra i always, no, I always thought i wanted to go but now I, I don't know if i do man i would just love to go take pictures like I, I mean the trick is you go on the cruise is that the trick so then they there's can't lose there's an alaskan me? bigfoot cruise there's bigfoot can, included are you guaranteed to see a bigfoot no of okay. course not you probably see whales well what did we see tonight we saw a black barrel we saw jameson black barrel saw some irish whiskey we saw some irish whiskey terrestrial. We talked about the Alaskan Triangle and Amelia Earhart and everything else. Even un, completely unrelated to the Alaskan Triangle. Un, completely but. unrelated. However, it was interesting. However, I could get lost in that bottle of Jameson I'm sure just you, like you could get <laughs> lost in the Alaskan Triangle. I'm sure you could. Absolutely, I could. Okay. You guys check us out in all the places. Paranormal-spirits.com is our website. Uh, check us out there and I'll, you can get links to everything else there's YouTube Instagram Twitter uh, what am I forgetting oh check us out go to our website and get our buy our swag <laughs> we got Boozy's Boutique Boozy's Boutique from there yes swag swag stuff, stuff. all get <laughs> so right. that's an obscure office reference someone will get it <laughs> <laughs> y'all have a good night bye 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 oh, I'm so glad your ear kicked on like my head is just sweating like a uh, look at the wetness my ears are hot my ears are very hot they're not normally hot they're hot right I, now are we off? I get hotter no, a lot sometimes I get hot Hot ear? Hot ear. Sometimes I do too.